Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone. So let's connect and heal our vibe within. Welcome back to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen, and that song that you just listened to in the intro is called Her Life by a DJ called Two Feet, (laughs) and I've actually known about this DJ for a long time. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard this song before or other songs of Two Feet. Um, It's like dubstep, electronic, kind of like heavy chill music um and it's funny because my nickname in college was gabby two feet (laughs) don't ask but that that was my uh nickname from a lot of my guy friends in the days when i drank and did drugs and partied and those days are long gone so um in a good way right so I this is a solo episode and like always I have lots of notes and topics that I'm going to go through. We are in Scorpio season now, so buckle up and embrace your dark side. I've been feeling let's see, depressed. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Um yeah, I've been feeling depressed, and instead of me saying, oh, you know, you shouldn't feel depressed, you know, you have money, on, you have food on the table, and you have a place to live, and you have a job, and sometimes none of that matters, and it's a neurological imbalance, and this is something that I've been talking to my therapist about, and um I was putting off actually recording this solo episode because I've just been feeling kind of down in the dumps. And then I realized, you know, as I've just moved, I'm in a a new sublet for a few months. I have my own place for three months. And instead of me just moping around and being by myself with my cat or doing what I usually do, like, you know, journaling, watching tarot readings, decorating, just doing all the things why not sit down and 
and record the podcast episode because this is literally the only thing that brings a deeper sense of connection because even though I'm alone when I'm recording these episodes, I feel like I'm hanging out with you guys. I feel like I'm talking with you guys and the things that I take notes on and the things that I bring to these solo episodes is because as a clairvoyant and as an intuitive and as, you know, someone who has been teaching yoga for almost nine years, holy fucking shit, it's a long time, um, almost nine years, so it's like I, I can feel, especially in my yoga classes recently, like last night, there was like 50 people in there, I mean, and it's restorative yin yoga, I feel like my classes have been getting more packed, um, and it's a lot of masculine energy, which I love to see, and my yin yoga classes on Thursday nights are packed because people literally need it, their bodies are craving it, and it's like, I've never in my life had yin yoga this packed, you know, in in the whole nine years I've taught, and that tells me something that the collective is going through some kind of now that we are in Scorpio season people are ready to turn within people are ready to slow down so I kind of wanted to share something I wrote um, about the new moon in Scorpio it's something short it's not too long um, but it's it's a it's a little blurb about the new moon in Scorpio and it just talks about the energy. So before we get into the rest of the topics, I just want to read you a little bit of this. New moon in Scorpio. Honor your urges to turn within, find balance with your routine. Are you self-sabotaging? Do less, be more long stretches open them hips create a new vibe in your home light some seasonal candles cuddle with your pet lessen the amount of toxic shows or podcasts you listen to we are sponges that absorb the energies around us know that whatever people are going through has to do with them try not to take things personally as this is a very challenging and shadowy time for many get a therapist talk to someone write out your thoughts and clean up your space so you feel clean from within external spaces reflect internal feelings do an act of service to get out of your head give some food to a homeless person listen to music that you haven't listened to in a while clean out your closet call your family members and tell them you love them and miss them send letters or cards do something creative connect to your inner child Take a class if you have the money, make art, dance, sing, move your body. The darkness is temporary. Feel your fucking feelings. Don't stuff down your emotions. Say what you need to say, but say it kindly. Do whatever you can to nourish your body and mind. Be kind, but hold your ground. Boundaries and truth are needed in this time of death and rebirth. Clean slates and new chapters await us. Embrace your darkness. Walk with your shadow. Let people see your mysterious, bizarre side. 
speak your mind and be kind. Delve into pleasure and pain and pain and pleasure. Without the other, the other wouldn't exist. Feel your feelings, cry, scream, yell, sing, laugh, express, dance. Embrace your full weirdness because people like it and they feel more comfortable around you when you let the facade of perfection dissolve. Let your shadow show, let your mistakes show, let your imperfections be seen because within that rawness attracts people to feel safe around you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You guys already know how obsessed I am with therapy. I talk about it all the time on this podcast about how I have two therapists and how I go to therapy every single week. Well, I've been going to therapy for years, but once 2020 hit, the year of chaos for all of us, I really needed extra support. And BetterHelp has really been there to guide me through these chaotic times. Uh, I've been dealing with anxiety, depression, and I also have been in this recovery space for disordered eating and just a host of other issues. So BetterHelp will assess your needs and, and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours, so all you have to do is you take a a quick online quiz, you answer some questions about what you're going through, what kind of therapist you're looking for, and you can literally write in the answers, I am looking for this kind of therapist, I am looking for an expert in this field. That's what I did, and they matched me with a therapist who has tons of experience with eating disorders, trauma, and depression. And to be honest, I love my therapist so much. She's probably my favorite therapist I've ever had. And I've been through like a variety of therapists over the years. Me and her really hit it off. And even if you don't hit it off with your therapist right away, because let's be real, finding a therapist can honestly feel like you're dating. Don't worry, you can always change therapists as many times as you need. No questions asked, no charge or anything like that. So you can always change your therapist and then get matched with a new one that day. So BetterHelp uh, is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is literally professional counseling done securely online. And what I love about BetterHelp is that they have a journal feature. So if you're going through something challenging through the week and you don't have an appointment until, let's say, next week, you can write a journal entry. It's all online. It's secure. And if you'd like, you can share that journal entry with your therapist so that they are on the same page. They're caught up. They know exactly what you're going through. They know whatever triggers you've been dealing with over the week. And what's awesome about BetterHelp, too, is that your therapist will respond. So you can actually communicate with your therapist in between your your sessions. So it's not like you only get get to talk to your therapist once a week. You can check in with them frequently in between your sessions. You can catch them up to date. You can kind of communicate with them every day if you wanted to. And the online journal feature is really nice for folks who are new to journaling or just need that extra support. So communicating with your therapist more frequently could really 
benefit you if you're going through a rough time. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available if you are struggling right now. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's better H E L P dot com slash vibe. And you can join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You deserve the support. You deserve the healing. And you are not alone. There are so many people who are struggling with severe anxiety, depression, trauma, all of these things, and you don't need to suffer in silence anymore. So visit betterhelp.com slash vibe for a discount on your first month of online therapy. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash vibe. And that discount code will get you 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. Okay, so let's get deeper into this episode. So if you're dealing with depression, that's pretty normal around this time of year, um, especially for folks who are in the northern hemispheres, colder weather. It comes with uh, a series of reasons. I mean, last year, I remember I, I made an episode all about seasonal depression, and maybe I'll repost it because it has been pretty much a year and a lot of people found that helpful but um, yeah you can go back and just search uh, seasonal PTSD I think that's what it was called and I'll try to remember to put it in the show notes as well but basically recently I've just been stressed and depressed and moving took it out of me but what I've realized is that change is the the one thing that can break apart the depression wheel and what depression thrives in is boredom and I started to notice that because I started to dread the walk to the gym which is just a 10 minute walk but I started to dread it so much because it's the same shit you're seeing the same things you're walking the same sidewalks the same dog shit on on the sidewalks it just started to become so repetitive that I felt like I was in Groundhog's Day and that for me is a big trigger of my depression because when I wake up in the morning I want to be excited and when your routine starts to get so repetitive to the point where you're not even excited to go to the gym or you're not excited to go to work or you're not excited to do the things that once brought you joy, that's a big, big um, red flag that the depression is starting to snowball or, you know, just get a little intense. So just, you know, staying mindful and being aware of that. But I realized that also finding balance in my routine is something that I struggle with and that also gives me depression because for me working out and you know using the sauna or going for a walk these are all things that are good but when it gets to the point where I have to do these things in order to feel worthy of 
doing anything else like oh like I can't really enjoy my day until I walk X amount of miles or until I use the sauna or until I work out or like that is actually self-sabotage and healthy things that we do like working out eating healthy you know going to the gym doing things that make us happy there's a fine line between you know it it, it's serving us and helping us thrive and sabotaging ourselves so for me I've had to find balance and the last week um, I really challenged myself to get out of my comfort zone and not do things that I felt like I needed to. You know, I was pretty addicted to using the sauna and I still am because it's the one thing that makes me feel better with my Hashimoto's and my autoimmune and my inflammation and stuff like that. But what I realized is that I was actually sabotaging myself and causing full-blown cystic acne. I went and I got a facial and the girl was like, oh my god your skin looks fucking terrible oh my god what happened like it looks so much worse than last time and I was like wow Um, estheticians will just kind of say whatever they want because they want you to get more facials from them or they want you to buy their products which I understand but um and I really like this girl who I um, get facials from she she means no harm she was just being totally honest and my skin did look like shit and it was a complete wake-up call because the sauna and the sweating and the constantly heating of heating my body it it's good only to a certain extent and then it's harmful so I'm saying this because anything that we do can be helpful until a certain extent and then it can be harmful eating healthy can be amazing until a certain extent until it turns into an eating disorder and then it's harmful doing cardio lifting weights can be amazing for your body until you overdo it and then you start getting stress fractures and then you start getting injuries and you start stressing your body to the point where you're in pain all the time and you're wondering why you have back pain or you're always swollen or and and I've even I've even learned recently like when you do too much cardio and too much exercise that can fuck up your hormones and you you can like gain more weight so it's like it really is all about balance and I know that's a little side tangent that I went on but I I think people need to hear it um I'm gonna continue talking about depression and kind of go through my my notes here that I that I have for the for the episode Um, depression thrives when life begins to feel super repetitive and mundane and not in a good way because there there is the mundane that's beautiful right the magical mundane where you enjoy just being in your apartment and lighting a candle and doing the dishes and listening to a podcast and you know that's a magical mundane moment going to the grocery store and just like shopping for some snacks that you really enjoy that's a magical mundane moment um you know going for a walk outside and it not being about how many calories you're burning or how much time you're walking or you know something that I've been doing recently that feels good is when I am doing my better help counseling I do audio calls instead of video 
with her because I like to go for a walk and do my therapy because when I'm walking I feel like I'm I get more out of it and I'm not just like sitting in a chair stagnant um sitting in shit you know um so I like to go for a walk and that's what I did this this week and it felt really good you know walking for 45 minutes and talking to her and I felt really grateful you know moving was really really fucking stressful I mean I I I found a place luckily um and it's it's not far from where I work it's you know I take the train it's it's not far it's a really easy commute so I'm really grateful and I have my own space but the whole month of October was so fucking stressful um physically going through health issues trying to find a place basically spending all my money to be, you know, to move and to make my old roommate's life easier because she's going through a really rough time with her family and her mo- her mother's sick and it's just really sad. And there's there's just some things you can't change. There's nothing we could do about it. So I am just really grateful that I found a place. Um, but I think everything does happen for a reason and I'm not saying... I would never say that this is good, you know, that I had to move out and that her mom's sick. I think it's horrible, but I think maybe I needed my own space too for a few months just to focus on my health, get some better sleep, um, change my routine because I was starting to get in a deep, deep depression and I was living there for five months and I don't know if it's because I'm a Sagittarius, but I... It's not that I get bored in a place, but I quickly get depressed when my life starts to feel the same thing every day. And I think that's a problem. I think, like, it would be really cool to finally, like, be in an apartment for, like, more than two years. You know, the longest I've ever lived in a place is, I think, two years. And I've been moving around like crazy the last three years of my life and it's just, it's gotten to the point where I'm exhausted and drained and um, depression will, will strip you of the joy that you got from things that, you know, really make you happy. Like today I taught yoga, last night I taught yoga and I felt pretty, pretty good about it and I, and I enjoyed it. But I gotta be honest with you, over the summer and through September and pretty much all of October, I dreaded teaching yoga because I didn't feel good in my body and I still don't. I still am healing. I'm still on medication. I'm still like trying to figure out my thyroid and my autoimmune stuff and it takes time and it takes patience. So if you're dealing with any kind of healing physically, it takes time and it takes trial and error and it's so fucking frustrating but what are you gonna do I mean I think that's why it is a blessing in disguise for me that I have my own space and I just want to express how important it is to have your own space even if you live with people you need to have your privacy you need to have your boundaries you need to express what you need um, Privacy is really, really important right now, especially during during Scorpio season. So really try to hone in on 
your safe spaces, your routines, the places that make you feel good, um, and try to switch it up. So if you're starting to feel stagnant and you're starting to not enjoy waking up in the morning, like every day is the same, you need to start breaking apart your routine and start adding different things in. Um, for me, I, I'm going to try to go to dance classes again. I mean, there's, there's one class at Equinox and I, I've been teaching at Equinox for like how many years and I've like never taken advantage of the fact that they have a dance class there. And I'm hoping it's not like Zumba because I'm really not a fan of Zumba. And I was a dancer for, for a long time in my childhood and my adolescence. And the reason why I'm even thinking about going to a dance class, which I hope it's like hip hop or modern, but I had a dream the other night, um, and, and it had to do with dance. I'm not going to bore you with my dreams, but the whole thing with Carl Jung and Jungian psychology is our dreams are literally communicating to us things that are in our subconscious that we push down in our waking life. So I have not even thought about going to a dance class in a while because I have all these health issues, I'm not feeling good in my body, I've been moving, stress, and now that I am somewhat settled and I have, you know, more, a little bit more space and time to just, you know, reset, uh, I had that dream and I woke up and I was like, wow, I, and then I was, I, and I think also what tied it in for me was I was watching one of my favorite tarot readers and she was saying like, what things did you do when you were little that you don't do anymore that you like don't let yourself do anymore and that's dance for me so think about something that you uh, you really miss and you know if you're fortunate enough to have money to go take a class or dude youtube has free tutorials i'm sure youtube has dance classes um you know I didn't even think about that until right now. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's tons of choreographers on YouTube teaching free dance classes, just like there's people on YouTube teaching languages and how to read tarot and how to fix things and how to, how to do things, you know? So try to bring something new into your life because Scorpio season is about death and rebirth. It's about killing off the the parts of yourself that are really just like not working the habits the routines the thoughts the behaviors the self-sabotage and then rebirthing something new and bringing bringing new fresh energy in even if it's in minuscule ways you know um the fact that my commute is different the fact that i'm just seeing different things on my commute that i'm taking the metro and that i'm not walking the same walk um, that completely changed my world. It like, it opened up my whole world. I feel like I'm, I'm in a, like a new, I'm in like a new dimension now. Like it really, like our atmosphere and our surroundings really do affect our energy. And it's, it's so crazy. And I actually want to talk more about that because lessening the noise around you is so important when it comes to anxiety and depression because I realized recently, you know, after I moved out, uh, my, my old roommate is going through a lot and I feel like, 
you know, it's easy to to get super stressed out and take it out on other people. I do that all the time, especially to my mom, um, which I'm not proud of, but she's just one of those people who I can do that to and she's always going to love me and, you know, I'm working on that for for real like I and I love my mom she came down here to help me move and it was like a really nice couple days that we spent together it was really hectic and really tiring but um it was really nice to have her here like we went to Target and Home Goods and did all the things but um you know lessening the noise around you can instantly help nourish your your mental health and lessening the noise, I mean, TV shows, movies, all those things trigger depression and anxiety, and we absorb the energy around us. Even, even if the show is not happening in real life, even though it's in a TV in front of us, your body and your mind still absorb the energy of the show. Anxiety and depression is it's like an open wound and if you expose it to anything hot, cold, poisonous, um, it'll burn and it'll get worse, right? So it's very sensitive when when you're when you're depressed, your your mentality and your psyche is very sensitive, and you need to be careful with what you're watching, with what you're ingesting, um, not food, but media, social media because we are absorbing everything and sometimes I'll like I'll watch something like I'll watch a show right like I was watching the show you on Netflix which everybody's obsessed with right now I watched the first season of that during quarantine in the beginning of COVID and I've been waiting for it to come out and I've been you know enjoying the show but then I you know getting deeper in the show and it's like I started to get super anxious and panicky and uncomfortable and felt uneasy and it's like well you're watching a show where people are murdering other people and they're trying to not get caught and they're terrified and they're hiding things and they're lying and it's like I mean I don't know I guess I'm just very very fragile and sensitive and I think people with anxiety and depression are sensitive and I think that there's something to be said about that that maybe watching one episode here and there is fine but I've had to really just stop I've had to really just stop watching shows unless it's like straight up comedy um, I've been listening to the to the Nikki Glaser podcast every day because it just puts me in a good mood and they talk about mental health and they talk about things and she's a comedian so it's fucking hilarious and so I'll do that or I'll I, I'm gonna start watching um, Curb Your Enthusiasm because I kind of like that show but but even that like even even that I, I watched a couple episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm and then as I was watching it I was like Ugh, like it feels like I'm absorbing Larry David's uh, neurotic, like, narcissistic, you know, fucking judgmental, you know, energy. And it's like, we really do, though. We absorb energy of these fictional or non-fictional characters, whatever, on TV because 
we're watching it and it's it's literally vibrating into our being you know we learn from shows we we remember things people say on shows we remember energies from shows and movies i remember you know movies and and shows from when i was a kid that still to this day have stuck with me in in such weird ways you know um so it, our brains are so fragile and i mean there's tons of people out there who are depressed and anxious and who can watch horror movies and it doesn't bother them more power to them but if you know that you're sensitive and you know that you cannot tolerate much and you start to feel panicky or uneasy or fidgety or just feeling uncomfortable or you know that's a big sign that maybe it's time to lessen the noise so when you have anxiety or depression your mind becomes really um, really easy to absorb things and our dreams can become terrifying and it all depends on what we are consuming during the day so Scorpio season is a time to create a clean slate and just stick to a few shows that make you feel good, um, a few podcasts, listen to some music that makes you feel good, that helps you, and try to, try to really make a complete new slate and really, you know, really delve into the energy of Scorpio, of, of death and rebirth, because now is the time. Our souls are ready for it. Our souls are ready to purge um, the habits and the things that are keeping us feeling like shit. You know, one thing I'm trying to change is my sleeping pattern. I'm trying to go to bed early. I'm trying to not wake up in the middle of the night and look at my phone or, you know, eat a snack or, you know, I'm trying to just go to bed, wake up early if I can and I'm not and I'm not going to judge myself if I can't wake up early but I'm trying to fix my sleeping pattern because that is something that it's just fucked up and stress plays a lot on our sleep and who we live with plays a huge role on our sleep um the place that I was in before was super super noisy um and I'm having a better time sleeping here, so that's nice. Um, I'm just looking at my notes right now. So dating, let's talk about it, because I'm not even doing it. (laughs) Um, Are you dating? If you are, I'm giving you a round of applause, because I do not have the fucking energy to do it, and it's okay. I was talking to my therapist about it and I was like, you know, I feel like I'm wasting my life away. I'm just getting older and I'm not dating. And she said, one thing at a time. You're focusing on your thyroid. You're focusing on physically healing. You just moved one thing at a time. 
you can't do everything all at once because that's not what life is about. You have to do. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. One thing at a time, you have to, you know, make little goals, little manifestations, little intentions. It's like, if I went on a date right now, I would, I would be so, I don't even know. I mean, I haven't gone on a date since the DMT dude, the spiritual dude that I, um, made that podcast episode about dating in the spiritual community. If you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend it because a lot of you guys DM'd me about um, dating people in the spiritual community. And after that date, I just realized I don't really want to date someone spiritual. (laughs) I don't really want to date a yoga teacher. And there's so many people who tell me, oh my God, you should, you know, this yoga teacher, this guy, he, he, he would be your type, right? And it's like, no, that's not my type at all, actually. I do not, and I've never been attracted to yogis who are dudes, ever. Not in that way, because I need someone who is an alpha male. Yeah, sure, you can, you can, like, you could go to a yoga class, you can, like, be aware and be spiritual but when I had that date with that dude I felt like I was he was like making me feel so dumb that I didn't do plant medicine and I didn't do DMT and I didn't do shroom ceremonies and it's like and and I didn't even explain myself to him because I didn't feel like he even deserved um to know why I don't do those things because the real reason is well I actually have had a near-death experience on acid I literally had a seizure pissed myself almost died when I was 20 years old so yeah I'm not really that keen on doing psychedelics and especially right now as I'm you know healing my autoimmune stuff um, I'm on medications I'm trying to figure shit out I'm getting blood work and like I'm trying to really just get healthy I don't need to be tripping, you know, I don't need to do DMT, I don't need to like um, escape this reality, I want, I want to be able to be happy in this reality, I don't want to take drugs that take me away from this reality and then when I come back to this reality, I'm miserable and depressed and I feel like I need to escape again. And as you guys might know, because maybe you listened to the episode with Kate, um, the ketamine nurse, I, I have dabbled in ketamine for healing my depression, but it's, it's at therapeutic doses and it's not like I'm snorting it. And when I told this guy, the DMT dude, um, he judged me super harshly. And he said, oh, DMT, that, that's a dark energy drug. And I was like, okay, 
like you're entitled to whatever opinion you want and and yeah I've seen the dark side of ketamine I've been to Envision Festival I've lived with a ketamine addict in Philly I've been around the ketamine scene in in Philly and it is dark and I did not enjoy it but ketamine for therapeutic depression healing is way different and this guy just judged the fuck out of me and that was such a turnoff um so dating is is really just you have to be ready for it you have to be ready to feel uncomfortable and and embrace that discomfort and when it comes to being uncomfortable and and finding comfort in the discomfort it's like I can do that in a hard workout in the sauna I can do a really challenging yoga class I can fast all day I can I can do all of these these things that are challenging and inflicting suffering and and pain on me right but when it comes to going on a date with someone that terrifies me more and that seems like a a whole new level of challenge and suffering and I'm not ready for it and I have a funny story because um, a lot of full circle moments have been happening recently so this has to do with with a guy that I that I that I ran into here in Miami so um, you might be experiencing these full circle moments especially because when Scorpio season comes through um, we're nearing the end of the year and there's just something about the fall and the winter where we get hit with these epiphanies and these full circle moments and you know when things start to make sense things start to come back around to you and I know that I mentioned this in maybe my last solo episode about the two-year cycle that we're just coming out of um, so think back to November 2019 and what was going on there and what was you know what was happening there um, so for me in in 2019 I was you know hinge dating in Miami and and whatever and I I met this guy and and like we, we we had a really good time we did not have sex but I slept at his place we cuddled he definitely wanted to have sex and I told him no I purposely didn't shave my vagina because I didn't want to have sex <laughs> so I did that and I even told him that and he was like oh no like it's fine and I was like no I'm not having sex with you like I'm not not with this hairy vagina um so it's been years since I seen this guy and I went to three points um a few weeks ago and we got rained on and me and my friend who went to three points together were like running around trying to figure out how to leave where the where the closest exit is you know it took us like 30 minutes to get out of there we're like we're soaked it looked like we jumped in a pool with our clothes on like literally and we're walking in Wynwood we're trying to find the car we're walking and this group of people is behind us and I hear I hear the guy say oh, we didn't even see anyone we wanted to see and then the girl was like oh, I can't believe my phone was stolen what the fuck and so we, we like you know 
we're like, oh my God, that sucks. Like we start like talking to these people and I look back and it's the dude. It's, it's the hinge dude that I hooked up with um, a couple years ago. And he was looking at me weird, like side-eyed. And I, I didn't, I honestly didn't recognize him at first. And then he started talking and I saw his tattoo and then, and then he started looking at me weird. And then I was like, whoa, you look familiar. And he was like, yeah, you do too. And he like started laughing. And I was like, oh my God, what's your name? And he told me his name. And I was like, holy shit, dude, nice, nice to see you. And like, we hugged. But I think one of those, one of the girls was his, was his girlfriend. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm really not sure. I can't tell. Um, but that, that's like a full circle moment. And it's like, out of all the people in Miami, we were walking in front of that dude, you know, and it's, and it's really interesting because that is the last dude in Miami that I have had an intimate connection with and without sex, you know, we, we just, he, we hung out, we went to his, we, we had some drinks, we went to his place that night, we cuddled, we listened to music, he showed me his music, it was like a really nice, nice time, and then that's like when my life was like going to shit, that was like the beginning of my Saturn return, and it just, it just made me think, wow, I totally forgot about this guy, and the intimate connection that we had that one night, and I was like, it is possible, you know, like, it is possible to meet someone and have, have that safe, intimate connection, that safe intimacy that we all crave, right? But I feel like with dating apps, everybody is just swiping and swiping and swiping and messaging and messaging and messaging, and nobody wants to actually do the thing, go on the date, and I'm, I'm not one to talk, right, because I don't want to go on a date, and I'm, I'm like a fucking pussy, but I feel like everybody is just like, instead of making plans with this person, why don't I just keep swiping and keep tapping because maybe there's somebody hotter or somebody who matches me better and it's like we're all cheating ourselves you know we're all fucking cheating ourselves and and we're just we're just alone and then the people who who are putting themselves out there are usually the people out at the bars getting shit-faced and that's a different kind of portal because it's easier to flirt and connect in a fake way when you have liquid courage, you know, in the form of cocaine and alcohol, especially in Miami. I mean, it's like black or white, you know? It's like you're either super single and alone and depressed or you are out there and mingling and drinking and doing drugs and or you're in a relationship the building that I'm living in right now is really cool and I want to take advantage of being here because it's like a lot of young people who live here and there's always a lot of people at the gym there's couples there's singles um they even have like yoga on the terrace I think on like one night of the week and it's like this is this is my kind of way of of trying to meet people and 
I encourage you to find ways to meet people in the wild. You know, like the gym is, for me, I, I feel like the gym is like the easiest place to meet people because you can easily say, hey, how are you? Um, are you done with that machine? Whatever, or just say hi, you know, say hi. And it's scary. It's really scary to say hi to somebody who you think is attractive or, you know, you don't know what they're thinking. You don't know what they're going through in their life. You don't know if they have a girlfriend or a boyfriend. You don't know if they're asexual, pansexual, bisexual, straight. You don't know if they're crazy or not. (laughs) I mean, the stakes are high, but... um, I think there's something to be said about millennials and how I think a lot of us are craving new connections, friendships, new circles of friends, um, new opportunities, and Scorpio season is the time of death and rebirth. As I've said a million times in this episode, you're probably like, shut the fuck up, Gab, I know what Scorpio season is. Um, So, yeah meeting people in the wild is it's like oh my god where, where did I hear this in the olden days in like you know the 40s or the 50s or whatever when a woman was attracted to a, a guy walking down the street right she would like drop her handkerchief or she would drop her purse in the perfect timing so that the guy would pick it up and she would say oh thank you so much and then they would, you know, say hello to each other, and then that was kind of the way that people met people met each other. And and women, women would do those kinds of things. I forget where I where I heard this. It was on a podcast, but I, it makes so much sense. Where it's like, that would be awkward, you know. Now, like, oh, what am I gonna do? Drop my phone, like, fling it across the room, and, you know hope that the guy picks it up (laughs) I don't know it's just I guess I'm just thinking about it too much too it's just like say hello say hey if they don't say hi to you back then that's like kind of weird right I mean we just came out of a pandemic and it's like if someone said hi to me I'd be like oh my god someone just said hi to me wow like (laughs) I feel like we're all so love-starved, we're all so touch-starved and sex-starved and intimacy-starved, and it's like, if someone says hello, it's like, that's really exciting, you know? It is weird, though. I feel like people are very, very intimidated, and it's like, even like in elevators, some people just don't say hello, and it's like, when my mom was visiting over the weekend, me and her are so alike when it comes to that. Like, if we're, you know, at the checkout or at Publix or at the food store in the elevator, like, she's always, like, you know, petting dogs and saying hello and making weird voices and trying to make people feel comfortable. And it's like, that's how I am, too. Like, I really am. But sometimes I just get too scared to say, Hey, hi, how are you? How's your day going? Nice to meet you. What's your name? But I really want to challenge myself and do that while I'm living in this building and I want to meet people and I want and I and the only way to do that is to put yourself out there, right? 
if you're not meeting anybody at your job, you're not meeting anybody in your routine, you, you have to put yourself out there or else you're just going to be lonely every single day. So that's something I need to bring into my life. And um, I wanted to talk about a guy also that I met at the gym, right? I, I teach at Equinox and he also works there. I'm not going to say what he does. Um, but one day I was sitting in this back area, like in the spa area, because it was raining out and I was just waiting for it to stop raining so I could walk home. And he comes out and he's like, he's looking at me and he's like, are you good? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just a yoga teacher. I'm just sitting here just waiting for the rain to stop. And then we started talking and, um, we started talking and he seemed really into me and, you know, asking questions and kind of flirting. And at the end of our conversation, he asked me for my number and he gave me his number and it's just like, okay, cool. You gave me your number. Then we started texting. Um, and it was like kind of flirtatious. And then, um, one day I saw him, so the day the day that I found out that my grandmother has blood cancer, this was in September, I found out, like, as I was teaching yoga, and then I had another class to teach that night, and I literally probably looked insane that night, like, I was on the verge of tears the entire night, I don't even know how the fuck I taught, but I did, and I got through it, and I remember he was texting me, and he was like, how are you? And I was like, honestly, I'm not okay. I just found out that my grandmother has blood cancer. And, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I shouldn't have just, like, said that to him. Um, but he asked me how I was, and I wanted to be honest. And maybe I was looking for a little support or just, like, I don't know, attention. That sounds horrible, but, like, maybe I just needed some support, you know? I needed some, like, words of love. And it's not like I've even known this guy for that long, but I feel, like, comfortable around him. Or at least I did. Now I don't. So let me just keep explaining. So once I said that, I feel like that was it. Like, his attraction to me, like, ended because I was, like, real for a second and I, like, said something that I was going through. And it just started to get very, like, cookie-cutter, like, oh, I'm so sorry, like, le like, ugh, you know, let me know if I can, you know, I'm, I don't know, it just, it was just so, like, I don't even know if I have the text anymore, because I, I probably deleted the conversation, because I was so pissed, but it just, it just seemed so, like, oh, he's not interested anymore, because I just got real, <laughs> you know, and that's a shame when guys get unattracted to someone when they are real or they express something they're going through because it's like well what do you expect like if you start fucking someone or you start dating someone do you think that they're just gonna never go through anything bad and they're never gonna go through anything traumatic or they're never going to be upset or they're never going to be dramatic themselves or that's living in a fake 
universe. And I felt the energy change. You know, I felt it. And I was like, oh, this guy's not interested anymore. And what's funny is that the night that we met, that first night when he gave me his number, he said, oh, like, I'll, I'll give you a massage sometime on, on, on the house. Um, I guess I just told you what he does at Equinox. So there you go. He's a massage therapist. Um, and he said, you know, I'll give you a massage. Just, just let me know when. These are my days. And then we started texting. Okay, well, what, like, are you free this day? Blah, blah. And then when I, right after I told him that about my grandmother, it's like he stopped asking me, oh, like, when am I going to give you a massage? It is so weird to me that, that me sharing something vulnerable like that turned him off. But then I started talking to my gay friend, and I was like, if you see this guy around the gym, can you tell me if he's gay? Because I honestly can't tell. And I do get a little bit of a gay vibe from him. But I also don't. I also get an alpha vibe from him. So it's, like, really confusing because he's, like, fully tatted, neck tattoos, like, dyed hair, gauges, like not saying that someone like that can't be gay but I don't I didn't think he was gay and so you know I'm just trying to figure it out if he's gay or not but it doesn't matter because he's obviously not into me especially after yesterday because I always run into him on Thursday nights now it's it's like it's like God just wants us to run into each other and have an awkward encounter, and that's just the ritual of Thursday nights. So, um, you know, we, we run into each other, and he says, hey, how are you? Like, you know, very nice, but awkward, and, you know, small talk that never means anything, and it feels, it always feels super rush. It always feels like, like we're rushing to end the conversation, but like for some reason I feel like he's hanging on by a thread, you know, like he's like he's interested but he's not and like he's he wants to run away but he like wants to ask me how I am. And so he did. He asked me how I was and I was like, Um, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? And he's like, Yeah, are you like getting back into things and stuff like that? And I was like, Oh oh, what do you mean? Because of my grandmother and yeah, she's she's doing better, and I said, she's doing great, you know, she's really resilient, she's taking chemotherapy pills, I just talked to her yesterday, actually, and she's doing really good, thanks for asking, and I was like, what are you up to, or do you have a, you have a massage, or what are you doing, and he was like, oh, I'm going to go to Chipotle, and then we had a stupid, dumb fucking conversation for a few minutes about how Chipotle is dirty, about how he used to work there, and about how I used to work in restaurants, and how restaurants are dirty, and I was like, okay, and then I had students coming up saying hello, and then I had to go teach, and I was like, all right, well, it's good to see you, and it was like, oh, and then before that, before this conversation ended, he looked at my drink, okay, this is so fucking embarrassing, please, I do not understand why this happened, but it just fuels my disordered eating mind. He looked at my beverage, which was a watered-down green juice. I watered it down because I need to drink more water, and I know I won't drink water because I hate water, and I need some kind of, like, taste in my mouth to drink things, and I, and I know I need, needed to drink more water because I was teaching two classes. He looked at my drink, like, in disgust, 
I swear to God. I'm holding my drink. I look at it. It's like a light green color. He's like, what is that? And I was like, oh, it's a green juice. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, that's a, that's a green juice. And I was like, oh, it's, it's watered down because of the ice. And he was like, oh, okay. And he was like laughing almost. And I was like, all right, well, you know, have a good break. I'm going to go teach. And I was just like, I walked into my class with my spit green mucus juice, watered down juice. And I was like, first off, first off, at first I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why did I water this down? And then I was like, no, what the fuck is wrong with him for commenting on my juice or my, like my water? Like who the fuck cares about what's in my fucking cup? You have nothing else to say? You couldn't say anything else. You couldn't say, oh, I like, I like your leggings or you look nice today or, you know, you look great or have a great class. You had to comment on what was in my drink cup and like laugh at it. I don't know. That just really, really ticked me off. And then my eating disorder brain was just like, yeah, that is weird. Why did you put water in it? Ugh, you're so weird. Now he thinks you're so weird that you that you have watered down green juice. It's like, dude, if someone's gonna fucking think you're weird for the beverage that you're drinking, that is some fucking weird ass shit. So I just had to share that because that really confused me. And I was just like, you know, maybe... Maybe we're all awkward right now. Maybe we're all fucking awkward coming out of COVID and this pandemic and none of us know how to socialize. But you know what? I do know how to socialize because I have hung out with people here and there. And it's like, maybe he's the one who's awkward. Maybe he's the one who is gay or led me on or doesn't know what to say I, I I just don't know anymore but I at this point I have given up and I think I even deleted his number because I'm like this is never gonna happen and it just sucks when you meet someone who you're like oh wow like I like their energy they're they're kind of comforting I feel kind of safe and then all of a sudden it just gets super awkward it's like well I guess that was you know never mind <laughs> Never mind. Um, I'm wondering if, are, are you guys having sex? Are you guys having sex? DM me and let me know because I'm just wondering, are people having sex? I know that there's a lot of articles circulating right now about how millennials and kids, not kids, but adults 18 and over, are having less sex than any other time because of social constraints and COVID and everything like that. And, you know, I think, I think it is important to pause and to retreat within and to not have sex and to not date. And especially if you're dealing with anxiety or depression or panic attacks, it's like, that is a clear-cut sign that you need to find 
days when you're not working, hours in between working or taking care of your family or taking care of, you know, whatever to retreat within and like like find moments of your day to make little self retreats to, you know, focus on yourself. Um there's a couple other things I wanted to talk about, but I'm going to wait until the next solo episode because we're already at an hour and I don't want to take up any more of your time. Um, whatever you're doing, like washing the dishes, walking at the gym, in bed, hanging out with your cat, your dog, making dinner, running errands. I love podcasts. I really do. It's like it helps me in my depression. It does. It really, really does. I think that's between therapy and podcasts and tarot readings. Those are like, (laughs) I know it sounds so lame, but those are like the three staples of my life that whenever I come home, I know I can listen to a podcast and make dinner. I can watch my my favorite tarot readers and get some clarity. I can you know, listen to the Sam Harris podcast at night and get my, my, you know, neurology and psychology in. And that's what rituals and routines are about. It gives you, it makes you happy. It makes you feel grounded. It makes you feel some kind of order in your life. And I guess that's a good place to end it on is Scorpio season is about reordering things finding a different, you know, energy, finding a balance of putting yourself out there, challenging yourself, you know, like if you want to meet people, you got to challenge yourself, but also stop doing the things that are making you feel worse. Like, are you doing too much? Are you saying yes to everything? You're overworking yourself, you're over-exercising, you're you're doing things that are healthy but are self-sabotaging, you know? So I'm just going to leave it there. I hope this podcast episode helped you. Um, you can support the podcast by supporting the sponsors, BetterHelp, which has changed my life. So you can use discount code. Um, well, you can go to the link, betterhelp.com vibe. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash vibe. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram, Gab Love Flow, all one word. Um, I have openings now for tarot readings, healing sessions that are a combination of tarot, breath work, talk support, and you know, a lot of my clients are going through like depression, anxiety, toxic relationships. Um, so right now is a really good time to get that extra support. So if you're interested, I have all that up on my Etsy. I have, um, if you live in Miami and you are interested in private yoga sessions, um, I have a few of those open as well because I am living in a new building and there's a super nice little yoga studio here in the gym. There's also a nice outdoor area. So um, if you need some one-on-one 
yoga sessions, let me know. Restorative, yoga for weight loss, yoga for core strengthening, injury repair, um, meditation, yin, vinyasa, power yoga, whatever you need. I only have a few of those open, and then I only have a few of the tarot session, healing sessions open as well. Um, yeah, DM me if you have any questions, and I hope that this helped you. Share it with a friend or a family member that maybe you know could benefit from hearing these things. Um, and as always, you can support the podcast by sharing, subscribing, leaving a review, rating it. You don't have to, though. It's up to you. Um, but I love um, getting your DMs, and I love when you guys share in stories and tag me so I can see what episodes resonate with you guys. So I hope that you are having a good start to your Scorpio season. Embrace your dark. Um, you know, turn within, reflect, retreat inwards, and start changing your outside surroundings your atmosphere start meeting new people or at least try change your routine death and rebirth let's do it all right we'll talk soon
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 